Welcome back to another episode of Fada Cultura, the official podcast of the Latinx Film and Theater Association at UCLA. I'm your host, Brian, and today I'm joined by J.O. and Maria. Hi, everyone. I'm J.O. I'm a recent UCLA graduate, and I'm again here again for another episode of Fada Cultura. Hi, I'm also a recent graduate um, of UCLA. Also happy just to be here, too. Yeah, and if you if you don't know who they are, they've been on a couple other episodes, so make sure to check those out as well. We have a bunch of other episodes. I think this is number 23 by the time it gets posted, so we're just pumping the episodes out since it's on a weekly basis. But per tradition, before we get into what we're going to talk about, I have a little icebreaker for both of you. So let's say you were able to be a character in any movie or any television show any franchise like your own character i'm not saying like oh would you want to be spongebob i mean like you are your own character what what movie what franchise what show would you choose it's funny because yesterday i was actually talking about this with my brother we're watching this show called ruby and we're thinking about being characters in them and actually it'd be a really cool show to be in so i'd probably want to be in that one Oh, what's that about? Uh, yeah, it's like Ruby spelled R W B Y. Oh, I'm thinking of a Nickelodeon little kids show. Never mind. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, are you talking about Max and Ruby? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm at, that that I'm sure that'd be a lovely show to be on, though. I guess <laughs> it's like a show. It's like a show. It's I don't know how to explain it. It's like pretty. It's pretty similar. It kind of follows the anime format, but it's not from Japan. It has, I guess, like a very similar style. It's just about like hunters and huntresses. They hunt something called it's grim. Animated? Like, yeah, it's animated. Okay. And like each person has like really cool, like I guess you can say they're called semblances, but it's just like a power. So I guess it's, yeah, it's kind of hard what, to explain. What power do you want then if you were in there? I don't know. Like I'd have to think about that. But I mean, they they have some pretty cool powers in there. But I don't know. Something like telekinesis, I guess, would be cool that's a good one <laughs> that's a good one how about you jail i was also gonna go towards a similar route as maria the first thing that came to mind was like joining the x-men universe because there's a chance of me being a mutant i mean it would suck if i joined the universe and i end up being somebody that doesn't have the mutant the mutant gene so like i don't have the superpowers but yeah I'm, yeah basically or like a doctor that you know that's kind of lame or boring or whatever but if I were to have like a power, I don't fucking know. The first thing that comes to mind is, I think like I mentioned um, during one of our meeting icebreakers that I would like the power to change emotions like Jasper from Twilight. I think that's a dope power, being able to change people's emotions and stuff. Just make someone spontaneously cry in the middle of the, the street. Doesn't that sound pretty dope? I, I, I guess if you want to see people cry. I mean, couldn't you do that if you just like, yell at them and be really aggressive let's make fun of their shoes i can't run do up that. and make fun of their shoes be like your shoes suck and they start crying <laughs> but i'm thinking more about like using that power to like like say brian is feeling angry but he's not showing it i could kind of change him and push him to show that he's angry so that you know he expresses himself and we could talk about it you know so you want me to get angry I'm trying to be like a little therapist <laughs> yeah, I feel like that'd be a good power for a therapist. All right, what about you, Brian? That's an interesting take. I'd probably, like, 
Yeah, I'm stuck between two. I'd either I'd either want to be in Star Wars and be a Jedi or a Sith. Either one will do. Because just the idea of being able to swing a saber is awesome. Or I'd want to be a waterbender in Avatar, which, if you haven't okay. heard, has now been set to expand its universe with Avatar Studios that I was so incredibly excited for. Like, I was like, the day has come. Which is so dope, too, because they, the creators left the fucking, um, yeah, the project, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's all for creative differences, um, which is expected. So it's good that they're going to have their own network of just Avatar-related stuff and them have power. Because I felt as though their minds kind of, what's it called, created the whole show and the reason why a lot of fans love it. So, yeah. Yeah, and to talk about your little waterbending, I was, I was saying you have taste because I felt as though waterbending is the most aura power, power in the whole universe. I think it's yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you could you could blood bend someone, mm-hmm. so that technically kind of in the same realm. But yeah, I, I just like water. It's kind of like soothing to me, especially the way like they would train. And I don't know if Maria has seen the show, so she might be a little confused. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I've seen the show. It's good. I like it. Okay. Taste. <laughs> uh, what were you in a summary? Oh no, have you guys, I was just gonna say, like, have you guys ever, like, pretended to, like, control water when you were in the shower or anything like that? Just have it dripping down your hand and be like, yeah, I'm so cool. When I was little, I tried, <laughs> um, airbending the leaves. Oh, airbending? Yeah. Airbending is one of those cool powers, too. I'm not gonna lie. But to answer your question, Maria, I still do it now. What? <laughs> who's gonna, t- who's gonna tell me I something? I do it, too. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I do it, too. She like turns on her candle and she's like, the the fire the fire's kind of low. She's trying to make the flame higher. Wait, Maria, what power would you choose? I don't think you talked about it in terms of the the Avatar world. Oh, in the Avatar world, uh-huh. I'd probably say the same thing, like water bending. I just think it's so versatile and it's like it's just the coolest to me. We have our own little tribe among us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well. Yeah, I I guess speaking of going into like our, you know, what character would you want to be in, in you know, in the industry, kind of segueing into our, our actual topic, which is in, in times of, of, of Corona, it's been kind of difficult for a lot of productions to be underway, which means a lot of people on camera and off camera are having like a really difficult time because it, you know, there's there's no work. A lot of productions are stalled. So Today's topic deals with how the industry is modifying stuff like auditions or productions and in times when the, what it looks like to be a actor, um, how, like, what what it is that you kind of need. Because um, I know, Joe, you were talking before this about, like, having a, a video reel and you're like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, oh, I had to figure all that out. So we're going to dive right into that. I mean, it would be cool if I already had this knowledge prior to the pandemic happening so I could gather everything together, but it sucks going into it, going into the industry and trying to meet the requirements for certain stuff. And again, you're going it, you're going into it with like nothing, no experience or nothing. Yeah, I think that, I think that kind of speaks to a lot of, at least a lot of people in our org, because as much as we have been making content, we just don't come from that background. and. I think it was mentioned very clearly in the 
the last uh, episode of Parakultura should be going out tomorrow with uh, our guests who was talking about theater specifically, but uh, it can apply to to film and television, how we just don't, he was mentioning how we just don't grow up with that. Like our parents are like, vamos al teatro, you know, mm -hmm. they say, well, you know, let's go to the theater. Or in my case, I didn't go to the theater until I was much older because you would just buy those bootlegged $5 movies because the theater was too expensive. So theater is just not something that is is like part, I, I would say, of our family, I guess. And I think that applies to a lot of us. So we have like no guidance and we're all just like literally trying to figure it out, open our own doors and just help each other out, which I think is is kind of the challenge. Yeah, and I think going off that, um, I think it can be like, especially like kind of, I don't know, uh, the, the right thing to say is like anxiety provoking is that I know, I guess all three of us are like graduates and we're kind of looking to find our careers and then it it's even made more difficult when we feel like we don't have the experience and although I know like I'm not like I don't have the experience of like having to go and audition and um, provide like a video reel or anything like that I think it's still kind of is like similar of feeling like you don't have the experience for it and, and that's that's what's kind of frustrating because you know you at least for me because I had a plan you know and it, it just got wrecked and now I'm just like, well, I, I can't even you like really go out and audition. A lot of auditions are like through Zoom and a lot of them are like exclusively for for people who have agents. And like I said, how the heck am I you know, going to contact an agent? Because I like when you start from like nothing, even like me, who's been doing theater the last four years for, for college, you know, I still don't, I don't even have the proof that I did it kind of or any of the classes I've done because it's it's like live theater so it wasn't recorded so I can't even make like a highlight reel like oh. as much as as much as I have it's only like the night of cultura that I was in and it wasn't even like the best quality so it's it's kind of hard to you know to tell so I have that and just like the goofy bits and stuff we do which I I'm not too sure how much it helps you know. Mm -hmm. when you mentioned that you didn't really have a proof i was just thinking like what it's not on your transcript like that's the first thing that came to mind because i thought you were talking about it being that but i get what you're saying like it's not recorded and you can't showcase that that's some of the stuff that you have worked on before which sucks i'm sorry fool but that's the difference i think with like or at least with like theater and film like theater you know you tend to audition I mean, you audition in person, obviously, for, for both. But with um, film and television, they do look at that highlight reel. And a lot of it is very much through a casting agent. While, whereas, like, I feel like theater is a little more open because there are so many small productions, like, all over the place that, you know, even, like, your local theater group that you can begin and then you make connections and then, you audition for this role that's being opened up, you know, whereas, like I said, there's just such a huge amount of people that are wanting to to act that without that connection, it's very difficult because it's very unlikely you find a open casting call where anyone can go in. And even if they have that, most of the time, it's just a formality because they have already chosen their actors. Wait, what do you mean by that? By that last part? Do like, let's post. Like, yeah, like, let's say a, a production 
um, post, let's say a Marvel movie, just as an example, like a big time production, I mean, they post like, oh, open casting call for, uh, you know, this role. And open casting call means anyone can go and audition without having an agent. And so people go and they audition, wait in line and all that process. But a lot of the times these roles have already been like casted, like they already have a person but they're still holding these auditions just in case. Mm, so, okay. it, you know, it's kind of like, well, what, what's the point? So it's very, very difficult. Or like unstudies and stuff in case. Yeah, just for people that don't have that experience and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think making experience, like, I think you can make experience without having to work big productions. Like I said, just, acting as much as you can and obviously you got to practice on your own otherwise like you know if you're not where it's like it's like with any kind of profession if you're not working on it you're, you're not you're not going to be good at it like you yeah. have to put in the time like you i could buy a book on how to paint but if i don't paint myself how the fuck am i going to become a good painter you know exactly and it's yeah. kind of cool that us as the org like like you mentioned earlier like we don't have the connections and we don't have i guess like people to kind of be our foot in the door if that makes sense so it's like with the org we're kind of doing it ourselves by being the people that write these stories and setting it together as a team where you know with the short film project i felt as though that's a pretty huge accomplishment thus far for what we've already made and stuff so it's like us putting in that work without having like someone with really good experience or like connections hold our hand along the process if that makes sense like we're really doing that like we're we're really the ones making the skits happen we are the ones doing all this amongst each other you know like a little a little tribe you know and i think that's dope because we're, we're our own connections in a sense and we're just bouncing on each other to kind of give each other experience and support which is what i like about the org i think now that you're mentioning that like even now with the pandemic i think we've stayed trying to continue to make content and not really letting that stop us but i know that it's been difficult than how it would be if we were in person and i kind of just wanted to hear your thoughts about that we'd we'd have so many i i would think if we were in person we'd have well here's the thing if we were in person i might not even be here (laughs) like if there had been no pandemic you know but because we would have finished the meat lover movie we would have finished we would deny cultura and i like i said i don't even know if either of you might have even stayed you know yeah no i feel you like last year we kind of were just like left feeling like the year was kind of incomplete for us we didn't get to do all the projects we wanted to do so i guess this like us coming back even after we graduated was a way for us to feel i guess that kind of closure like by continuing to do some type of content yeah i i think for me consciously i just felt bad because the whole point of me like working hard to even get a night of cultura up and running was so that people that were new to the org which is like literally everyone would get to experience what a, a night of cultura looks like and they would be able to replicate that and because they didn't have any of that and because i was so busy putting things together instead of like teaching people how to put things together because that would have taken longer and at the same time we had a lot of people who were interested in film as opposed to before we we generally just had people that were just like helping with the 
the Latinx culture throughout the year. But now we had people who were like genuinely interested in making films and making videos and all that. So now I was like, well, I can't just focus exclusively on theater. You know, I, we are film and theater, so I have to give film a place, especially with so much interest. So I just I was trying to like spread myself out as much as I could, and I, I felt like people didn't really know how to put together of Nari Cultura. So I feel guilty about that. That's kind of one of the main reasons I stayed to try to do that. And also, you know, the space too. I feel like the space is important. And I don't know, I feel like, like you said, Joe, we've been, and, and Maria, we've just been doing stuff kind of on our own. Like everything is produced by us and it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, I know, Joe, you, this might be like your first exposure to like the process of making something. Even something's like a small, short, eight-minute film, you know? It's it's a lot of work. But it's like, I was like, it took a lot of time, too. Um, oh, yeah, it takes, it's not, I know, there's like, I feel like there's this misconception that the film industry is just easy. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's an easy job. It's, it, maybe if it feels easy is because the people who are doing it enjoy it. Like, I love the whole process from, you know, when we first had a meet. Alan and I had to meet for reviewing all of the scripts, like from that process. And then, you know, now we're in the, we're honing in on trying to actually film it. So that entire process has taken months. And I, I guess a lot of it is just end of the day, a lot of us are either working or have jobs. I mean, or our students, I mean, so you have to fit all that within our schedule. And then aside from that, we're also doing podcasts and we're doing the movie reviews and we're doing, you know, the reactions now. So there's a lot going on and we're still putting that film in the background, still working on that. And that's literally all us. It's all students. We don't have any, any other outsiders helping. I think people who aren't like, I guess, in producing these kinds of things might think it's easy, probably because they don't see the only thing they really usually see is like an announcements of like, oh, this movie's getting made. And oh, it's out now. Like they don't get to see that all the all the script making all the edits and all ev like every single thing that goes into it. And I, that's why I think people see it as something that's easy. For sure. Like I had a friend that worked as a they're called PAs on set. And she talked about how so much work was put into like two episodes long hours even though like the 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 length of the episodes were like 30 minutes 30 20 like around there so it's like she talked about like on her finsta because you know i think most of this work is also confidential until it's like published and stuff talked about how so much work was put in she was always tired after work and then she would have to go in early just to do the same thing all over again so like for sure the work that is put in is a lot in terms of the writing and actually filming it and making it happen which is like crazy to me i don't know it's it's tiring i i i can't emphasize enough how much work goes into it and I, like i completely understand it's not like oh, a typical job where you go from a certain amount of time you know it's not like yeah. a nine to five that's personally what i love i, I hate just having like a solid schedule because I feel like life is very stagnant that way and very uninteresting. And with uh with you know with productions or, or and this applies to theater and it applies to film and television. Yeah. There's just so much work that, that goes on. And I you know I've had to see where for example I had to for for your theater minor you have to do 
like tech would be part of like the crew or something for one of the productions and so i i had to do that and i think it's like one or two units which is like nothing but you're there from seven to twelve for uh, i think three weeks straight and this is a this is towards the end of the quarter when you have finals and other classes to worry about and then when you have so so these actors are essentially acting from like seven to twelve every single day just rehearsing this is just the rehearsal process as well like the final kind of weeks there's so much that leads up to that you know so it's it's just so much that goes on and i think it's very it's very draining it's a very draining work because for example you have to be emotional in one scene and you, you then you have to find a way to bring that emotion again for another take and then the next scene you have to control your emotion now to be this so it's I feel like it's tiring on like an emotional state and also physical because sometimes you're shooting for really long times or like you mentioned um how some stuff like takes a really long time or how maria mentioned how they just see like the promotion which reminds me of how we we put like the little trailer which was like maybe 30 seconds to a minute of for meat lover when we were first starting off and all people saw was that little trailer but what they didn't see is that little that little scene took us three hours to film in my little apartment. It took us three hours to film. And we were just there like really tired because it, it was just a, an entire process to get the lighting perfect, especially with the lack of equipment that we, that we have because we're not very funded. So we, you know, we, we don't really have the funds to buy this expensive equipment and stuff. It's crazy that with all these obstacles, though, we're still making it happen, though. Like with me, Lover, like you just mentioned, you didn't have the, the equipment, the lighting and stuff like that. Even though it took three hours, y'all still got it done. Well, well, some part of it done because I know it's not finished, right? Yeah, it's not finished. We did like film a bunch of different um, scenes. We filmed a lot of other scenes. It's just where, you know, the pandemic happened. But I think the whole, I think everyone is in like agreement that they want to get that film done at some point like even yeah. if like i'm off doing something else like we want to get this done and i think we have a little bit better equipment and some time has gone by we have a little more knowledge and you know it's about growing so kind of excited for that to be honest when you mentioned to the obstacle of like having to also change your emotions during uh rehearsals and stuff see my power that i mentioned earlier doesn't sound so dumb <laughs> if i was right would there you, i would have helped would, right would you be able to change your own emotion just zap yourself oh I, I didn't think about i didn't think about using that power on me i just thought about using it on other people but shit if we're making a rules yeah i can use it on myself and might as well benefit from that when it comes to acting and stuff true but like for example when you cry and you can speak on this as well maria when you cry like don't you like feel kind of like drained after Ooh. well yeah i would say i would say yeah so i yeah i can imagine how draining it must be to have to cry scene after scene and then i don't know maybe you have to change to a scene where you have to be super happy and and it's not just like crying also being mad like you know if you're like filming scene where you gotta explode and be super angry and you gotta do it again it's like a lot of energy I'm just trying to think about me crying and how I felt. I felt as though after I cry, I'm relieved that I could put in more work. And that makes sense. Yeah. I always find it strange how the, the concept of crying for me is very foreign, like like me as a person. But as a, as a character, it comes very naturally, which 
I, I, I can't really find the connection there. <laughs> I think I talked about, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you can go ahead. It's fine. I was like, no, you go ahead. I'd be interrupting you. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. I forgot too. You were talking about dolphins. <laughs> dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Do dolphins cry? No, I was, I was, I was just kidding. I no. know, but now I want to know. Do they cry? I they go. Know. And I was trying to. Know. What? <laughs> what <laughs> was that? I was trying to know. You better edit this part. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it in it. <laughs> I'm trying to think how they go. All right, whatever. I'm not doing the noise anymore, but I get what you were talking about. Okay, I remembered. Oh, oh okay, Maria, you go. Did y'all both remember the same <laughs> That makes like, sense that it's harder for you to cry rather than like, because if you think about it, that other characters' emotions aren't really, like, they're not really yours. So I guess it's a lot more like, in a way, it's less painful to cry to those kinds of things than it is to cry about your own thing. Who mm -hmm. and are yours? That's what I was gonna get into because we talked about with someone that there's like this actor that uses their their role and stuff, like their their roles and characters to kind of express their emotions. So it's like maybe for some people, these characters and stuff and expressing their emotions like through these characters, like, it's very beneficial, very therapeutic for them because, like, say, you know, as a, as a male, it's hard for me to cry in this society because, you know, there's, like, a lot of roles, gender roles and stuff. But if I'm able to cry along with my character, I'm able to express my emotion and also use it to kind of portray what the character's trying to portray, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's crazy how we were all, these topics are all kind of, like, intertwining and stuff. I, yeah, yeah. I really liked what you said about like crying along with the character. I think that's a really mm -hmm. like way to put it. But as you were talking, JL, earlier about um like kind of producing things even with like limited resources, I was kind of thinking about how it's like an interesting time we're living in just because I feel like we have like a lot of time, like we have a like that resource is like abundant but like we're limited in other ways just because we can't meet in person and we have to set meetings over zoom and just like creating things like filming things like that are just made a lot harder but what we do have is time it's the burnout the pandemic burnout that even though we have the the time and the abundance and stuff it's just like oh, i don't want to put in work because everything's going on everything's going to shit so that's the first thing that comes to mind but I was gonna ask, is there something specifically that you are thinking of producing and creating and you feel as though you haven't been able to get to it or? I don't think that me personally, but I know that we did have to adjust a lot of things. Like mm -hmm. when we were like talking about the short film that we're like working on now, we had to make sure that we, like someone wrote a script that could be filmed during mm -hmm. a pandemic. We, I guess we were limited within like not being able to do something in person or go like to for example like a, a public place we were limited in that way a hundred percent agree Shit, and we got it done with the meetings and stuff for right now yeah when, when we were talking about because we had decided on on jo your script but we were having a little bit of trouble deciding who would act between Ellen and myself and it basically came down to I just don't have the equipment to film. And 
I was like, well, it, there's literally no point if it's going to look like trash, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, Alan has acting experience and he has the equipment, so it only makes sense, you know? So stuff like that where you have to modify based because you kind of have to work around the situation that you're kind of given. So there's a, there's like so much that I, I would want to do in terms of content because for me, as long as I'm busy doing some form of content, even if I'm not making money right now, I feel like I'm being productive. And it also kind of relates to the other point I kind of wanted to talk about in terms of, you know, specifically for acting, but it could be for directing uh, filmmakers and stuff like that. Just putting yourself out there, which is something I have a huge trouble doing like putting myself out there we gotta break you out of your little show well, well here's here's it's so i'm so weird because like i the, the best way i can put it is if and i'll use instagram as an example because you know or both of you guys know i don't have instagram or social media for that matter and i think one of the huge reasons was i just felt like people were very disconnected from social media myself included at um not because of social media, because of phones and all that, but because of that, I said, well, if I have a social media, I'll be even more disconnected. And at the time, I didn't realize, though, that what I want to do, I kind of need, especially when, when you don't have kind of some guidance or, or, you know, there's no road for you to take. You have to carve your own road. You kind of have to put yourself out there like you have no other choice. And you do that a lot of times through, like, social media. And, you know, if, if you're not seen, how are, how are people going to know that you know of you so i have a huge because i don't have i didn't have social media for so long i I have a huge problem with like being able to put like myself like me as a person like both of you that know me as like brian i have a huge um problem putting myself out there and it's not problem it's more like a lack of confidence i would say in showing like my true self versus if i was like oh i'm gonna make a instagram account and i'm gonna play a character I will literally do it like on the spot without hesitation. And it's because I'm playing a character. And so I feel like that character is kind of like a shield. So it's like, well, that's not me. I'm, I'm playing a character, you know, it's cool. Whereas like a personal account is kind of like more personal. It's like, well, this is me, you know? Yeah. Try to play as yourself, fool. That's the thing. Like myself is, that's the problem. See, that's kind of what I, that was been stopping me to be quite honest. Do you think that the pandemic has like made it harder for you or like easier for you to put yourself out there? Probably it maybe maybe easier because it's kind of a now I see it as a necessity, whereas before I didn't. And so now that it's kind of making it easier, more like it's kind of like punching me in the face, telling me like forcing me kind of like to rethink stuff. Rethink stuff in terms of like like Rethink about making an Instagram or, uh, you know, whatever mm, okay. social media or, you know, like before I was like, no, no way. Now I'm just like, I mean, if I, if I have to, if this is something that's going to help my career, kind of have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people talk about the positives, that there can be positives to social media that I guess it can also connect you to people like if that you might not see often. So maybe in times where you can't really see people it kind of helps in that way yeah i would say because of that you're not really because you're not really seeing people um in person social media has kind of the way that i've seen social media has kind of shifted i would say in a better light like i'd be posting stuff and before i used to like really 
like care about what other people would think or like be scared of what people would say and stuff but now with, because of the pandemic i'm like i'm not gonna see this person in real life what are they gonna do you know if i post something that's that's a little out there or different from what i usually post does that make sense and i'm not talking about like posting anything like extreme i'm just like in general like posting a selfie or something or talking about a project like yeah see i can't even do that like i i hate taking pictures of myself well, you gotta that. take self like come on like that's just i i'm not very i wouldn't say i'm very like no like i'm not someone who likes having my face out you know like well sir if you're gonna work in the industry no you're but here's the thing I, out. I no, i get that but i feel like that's a cap like a not caveat that's like a your shield your character no 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 that's like something that just comes with with um with acting on a project which is my whole like that's the reason i do it i just love to do that but then what comes from it is you know pictures or, or having your face on stuff which hopefully at some point i reach that level but if i do reach that level i don't mind because it just comes with the with the job but for now it's kind of like i'm putting myself like my face here but there's nothing to back it up you know Ooh, don't think like that i think your words are very powerful so you gotta kind of see yourself you kind of have to see yourself when you put yourself out there in a better light i mean i mean i i i get what you're saying oh i found my train of thought okay but i'm glad you were able to get that first part but it was gonna refer back to the TikTok that I was gonna mention, how somebody said that people that do what they're scared to do, and they'll, uh, I forgot what they said entirely, but it was like doing stuff that you're scared to do in the end kind of makes you happier or makes you feel accomplished because you ended up overcoming that fear that you know that part that was kind of holding you back. And I felt as though what I'm getting from you, Brian. Is that you're a, a little scared to put yourself out there? I mean, trying to go into therapy. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You're kind of scared to put how yourself has, out. How has turned into a therapy session for me? Can, can I hit um a delete? Craig, get out of here. Stop recording. No, no, sir. And I'm gonna charge you for this lesson, okay? Oh my. God. Uh, <laughs> and it feels like you are a little scared to put yourself out there, which is understandable. But in the end, if you do it, like you are going to feel this sense of accomplishment that you were able to overcome this fear. And another benefit to that is because you're putting yourself out there and because there's so many benefits to putting yourself out there on social media, you're able to make connections and stuff, which is what Maria was talking about too. So it's like, we need to break you out of your shell. You need to start taking some selfies and you need to post yourself and you need to be able to post yourself without feeling like a little scared, without feeling that thing that's holding you back. I'm gonna post a picture of myself under a rock because that's where I want to climb under. I mean, you're well, not gonna ahead. be doing this like alone. <laughs> you're gonna have like all of us as your friends, as in an org, like supporting you. So, um, it's gonna be scary, but I'm I'm sure that you can do it. Yeah, I guess I'm just like very, um, I don't know, very like self conscious of the world. And then, interesting because I, I was uh, a while back at they forced me to. To read the four agreements because of um, the cohort that I'm in for uh, I don't even know how to explain it but I won't even explain it but they made us read this um his book I don't know if either of you guys have read it oh I've heard of it the four agreements it has like it looks like it's 
The cover looks like it's part of the Avatar world, no? With the four elements and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, okay. I think this might be like the four directions. I'm not 100% sure. Don't don't quote me on that. But basically, the the, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, um, there's this part that, and I, I kind of put like a little bookmark. Yeah. Um, And so I when we were doing this, when you brought up the topic of like the podcast, I was like, oh, this can kind of apply to what we're talking about. And he has this this part where it says that and I'll just quote directly from the book. That's fine. Um, he he says that death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. The risk to be alive and express what um what we really are. So then I'm like, yeah, that that's actually quite true because I actually have no fear of dying. Like if I die, I die. You know, but I do have like that fear of just like I guess being myself because especially because. The world is so like different now, and people are so like sensitive and judgy and terrible human beings sometimes. So you know it's just scary. You gotta just do it to kind of get that that feeling of being scared that people are gonna judge you. Like once they judge you, eh, you get used to it. You know, you kind of like they're judging me, but whatever. I'm doing what it is that I want to do. So it's like, so what? You know, stop being yeah, scared. We- which makes me like appreciate the people that are like I get like you know the 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 high paying actors and singers and all that yeah they have like all these luxuries and you know they're making a lot of money but also they've also had to deal with that you know like with that like like they've also had to deal with negative comments and I'm sure that nobody goes into life prepared to deal with negative comments and with criticisms and with everything that comes with that you know i get what you're saying but i feel also when it comes to being criticized you gotta have to see who it is that's criticizing you because the the first thing that came to mind was like how i want to get into um making clothing making designing stuff but it's like a part of me is scared too that what if i make it people don't like it but i'm like if somebody that you gotta make it if 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 i make an instagram you gotta make it clothing which I'm going to do for sure, fool. But I'm like thinking back to, or at least analyzing who's kind of critiquing you and kind of judging you and giving you negative feedback because I feel as though a lot of people are just haters out there. Like somebody that, you know, say I, I was able to make a pair of pants, for example, and somebody that doesn't know how to make one judges me. It's like, who are you to judge if you can't make a pair of pants yourself? You know, like people are going to judge you, your work. Like say you were to get a, a, apart and you're acting as your character and they're like oh i didn't like that character and they're giving their judgmental comments but it's like can you do it though can you do it though you know like yeah. why are you judging me like like no tiene cara de para hablar, you know like that's kind of what i'm trying to get at like you shouldn't let these things get to you because end of the day they can't because who are they to judge you you know i mean but say like Say I was like a professional singer and Beyonce was like, oh, you can't sing for shit. And I'm like, all right, Beyonce says I can't sing for shit because, you know, she's a very professional singer. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to be honest, too. Some negative feedback from certain people is going to hurt more than others and it's going to be justified. But Well, well never, negative feedback, like, I think feedback, there's a difference between just hating. Like, you know, there's actual, like, if you, like, if someone I know who has best interests at heart tells me something, you're going to take that at completely completely different value versus some random person you know mm. 
I think more than that, it's more about like constructive feedback rather than like negative comments. It's like, what was the feedback? Oh, they just said you suck. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> how is that helpful? You know, how are we gonna learn from that? It's true. Um, but I, I would say, uh, Maria, you 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 can take some of this advice as well. Oh no, yeah, definitely. I I will. I know I've personally been scared of like starting to do any like in my own personal life like things that I've wanted to do but been too scared to just because I'm like scared of what people are gonna say. So I definitely will keep these things in mind. You have something specifically like I mentioned clothing. Brian mentioned his Instagram. Do you have some a project specifically where if you want to share that you kind of want to get into? Professional bowler. Uh, I, I, I kind of suck at bowling, so <laughs> I don't think I'd be doing that. But I, I mean, it's kind of similar to JL's. I kind of wanted to like start doing like embroidery, but like making a small business out of it. But I've been scared, like, oh, I don't want to promote it because I'm like too shy or something like that. But so I kind of thinking about that part of it, like they're gonna be like, wow, this who, what is she doing? That's kind of like my thought process but i guess kind of hearing these things is gonna like i'm just gonna keep that in mind just do it to hold everybody here on this podcast accountable you have to bring an embroidery thing at the retreat are you going to the retreat yeah, yeah she is you got to bring an embroidery piece at the retreat and promote it <laughs> i have to bring a pair of pants bro aren't Ryan. you already aren't aren't you already bringing a hawaiian shirt from thrifting episode you mentioned I'm going to bring that too, you know, and everybody's going to hold me accountable. I'm going to bring a, bear, a pair of pants that I made. Oh, hold up. Let me back up. I'm going to bring something that I made. I, I Pants, probably a little too hard. And Brian, you're going to have to already have your Instagram by the time you go to the retreat. And then you can take pictures for it at the retreat. Well, here's the thing. Isn't it kind of strange? No, like, there's no thing. You're going to do it. It's just, no, it's, <laughs> it's strange because, like, I'm going to be vlogging the entire retreat, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's going up, and I have I'm, I'm just being myself, and I have no problem with that. It's something about like it. It's part of the org, so I don't mind. But then when it's like part of if it's my own thing, that's when I'm like, eh, sir, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that. Like, I I don't feel scared to do projects with the org, but like if I were to ever want to do something on my own, like film my own like film or anything like that, like I'd be scared. So I definitely understand that. Maybe y'all should yeah. navigate life saying that you're doing stuff for the org until one day you're like, you know what? I'm not doing it for the org. I'm doing it for myself. Just just pretend. Yeah. Just what's pretend. That, what's that for? The org. It's oh, the org. The org. Oh, <laughs> oh, you don't like it? It's okay. It's for the org. <sighs> I, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but Catch, catch, catch is vlogging at a retreat and et cetera, et cetera. So y'all heard it here. Maria has to bring something embroidered by May. That's when our retreat is. Jail, you got to bring something you made. It doesn't have to be pants. <laughs> Apparently, I have to have an Instagram. What if I just have an Instagram? There's nothing on it. Instagram with one selfie. Oh, my dear Lord. Make it two. I'm going to just post my graduation pics because that's a cop out. That's a good starter. That's a good introduction to... Brian. I don't even have grad picks, by the way. <laughs> oh my god! Did you? Did y'all take grad picks? I didn't. I did not. I didn't I take grad school. picks. I'm sad, but maybe we'll get to do it. Hopefully, if uh, yeah, I'm, happens. I was like, if 
Yeah. I mean, we gotta people have taken them. Yeah, I, I've seen that, but you got to hire a photographer and all that. Mm. I'm just I'm just waiting for my hair to get long again, and then we'll we'll do that. I'm just waiting for my hair to get short again, but the barbers are... <laughs> my, my barber just moved. I'm in d- desperate need of some medical hair attention. Pick up some clippers, fool. Ooh, I'm going to vasculate myself hella bad. Nah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Right, so... We we I guess we made a little a little pack that we we gotta do that by May. Tribe, um, a little tribe, fool. A little what? Our little tribe. Our little water tribe. A little water tribe pack. Can we be the like? Can we just start the Western water tribe? The Western water tribe. Yes, because I know there's like a North and a South. Can we just start yeah. the Western? I mean, I'm down. Like, I, we could also be Weast. Weast, yes. <laughs> No, Western sounds more strange. <laughs> All right, uh, so we we are beginning the Western Water Tribe. If if you want to join our tribe, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you listen on YouTube as well, make sure to subscribe, drop a like, and we post podcasts every Friday. So we have a bunch of other podcasts that you can listen to with different topics where we're not talking about our issues like we are today because <laughs> it felt like therapy. And we also have an Instagram that you can check out where we have basically all of our information under our description. And you can follow us at LFTAUCLA. We also have a TikTok where we post movie reviews every single Monday. So by the time this comes out, there will be some other videos out but uh as of this time of recording it is my turn to do the movie review for monday so people look out for that i'll reveal what what it is because either way this is going out way after but i'm doing a satirical piece on avatar where i'm saying it's a great movie but satirically so i'm saying that it's the worst movie ever basically are you talking about the live action? The live action, yes, because oh, okay. it's. I, I want to kill that movie. And I wasn't sure if you were talking about the. Uh, uh, is it James Once. Cameron one? Oh no, no! I mean, like, not 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 the one with blue people. The uh, the actual, <laughs> the actual Avatar live action. Anyways, you can check out our movie reviews that come out every Monday, as well as like other little videos we post on our TikTok. Um, at LFT underscore talks and then our YouTube channel interesting update we are doing reaction videos every single week we'll be posting on Wednesdays we have our first one which was supposed to be released yesterday but we had a little issue with like copyright and stuff like that so and eh, we're struggling with that but yeah you can check us out at Latinx Film and Theory Association do you guys have any final thoughts Maria JL I want to thank you for listening to us. It was a little therapy session, honestly. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I second that. It was, it was cool. It was a nice little session. Agreed. I, I didn't know what I got myself into. <laughs> but thank you all. Thank you guys for joining myself. And thank you all for listening. Remember to share with your friends and family and continue to support your fellow Latinx creators. That's been another episode of Part of Cultura. Adios. Adios.